Good morning. Stand up with us this morning. We've got a lot to celebrate today. The first thing we can celebrate is the victory we have in Jesus. So as Don leads us this morning, go ahead and sing from the heart and let's worship. Take it out now. Look across the room, wave at somebody this morning, tell them you're glad to see them. Aren't you thankful that we could have victory in Jesus this morning? We've got baptism after service, that's a victory. We've got new deacons, that's a victory. But more than anything that, we have a personal relationship with Jesus that we have victory in. So as we sing this last verse, sing it out from the heart this morning. Here we go. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the street of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing out there the song of victory. Sing that one more time now.
How about the band this morning? Aren't they doing great? That's awesome. You may be seated. Well, good morning and welcome to Harmony. And I want you to know that no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going on in your life today, we can have victory through Jesus Christ. That personal relationship with him changes everything. And it may not always eliminate all the bumps, the struggles, uh, the the difficulties of life, uh, but it does give us one who can help us deal with them in a much greater way. Well, today we want to thank you for gathering with us. Whether you're here in person or online, we want to welcome you into our service today, and today we've got a lot of things that are taking place. At the end of our service today, we're going to have the opportunity to go over and be a part of a baptismal celebration over in Founders Chapel, and we want to invite you to plan uh, on going over there with us. We'll just uh, wrap things up here and then encourage everyone to, to head on over uh, and we'll celebrate uh, people at taking their next step uh, in, in their relationship with Christ and, and uh, celebrating their life and their faith and baptism uh, with him. In the service here in just a moment, uh, we're going to uh, pray uh, as a church with our deacons for, for the, the coming year. Now we have some that are out today that are sick, uh, can't be here. We'll introduce them to you uh, on next Sunday, but for those that are here today, uh, we're going to have a time of prayer, time of commitment, and just ask for for God's help and direction as we lead the church uh, and, and as what God has for us in the days that are ahead. Today on your way out, you have the opportunity to pick up a, a Bible reading plan and a journal. It's just a simple guide to help you walk through the scriptures this year and to help you make the most of your daily time uh, with the Lord. And we encourage you uh, to spend some time each day praying and spend some time uh, reading God's word and letting his word speak to your heart and to your life. So you can pick those up today on your way out when you uh, leave here in just a little while. Well, at this time, I'm going to ask our deacons to uh, plan on on coming coming on up, uh, no matter where you're at. Head on up, and we are going to just have a time of prayer. Uh, We have some uh, that are uh, new this year, and uh, we'll let uh, Doug Smith kind of just introduce the guys uh, as uh, he goes across, and then we'll have a time of prayer. And you don't have to, like, stay away. We could all, like, come right up here and uh, be in the the same photo and and, and everything. So uh, bring it on in, and uh, we'll we'll go... uh, from there. Doug, do you mind taking a, a moment, just kind of introducing, uh, and then uh, we'll go ahead and uh, gather and, and have a, a time of, of prayer. Are you, are you done? Just making sure. Well, let's start with, uh, um, on the end with Brian. Brian, if you want to say a couple things about yourself. <laughs> Good job. All right. Brad's uh, one of our brand new deacons. So, Brad? Hi, I'm Brad. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can tell we really scripted this out. This is pretty awesome. We'll just skip Nate because I don't know what he's going to say next. Oh, yeah. So, Nate Schaefer, Dave Anderson, and Chad Ridenauer. Hi, and- I'm Chad. Good morning. Thank you. So, we are missing a couple of people today because of uh, various sicknesses and things like that. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Dwight Webster's out sick today. Jim Weeder is out uh, mm-hmm. sick today. Don Hughes is out on a, a mission trip. So uh, let's pray for all of them uh, as uh, they're dealing with uh, different things and uh, their families as well. All right. So we're going to have a word of prayer. Uh, these, these are most of your deacons. And, uh, 
as, as always was with leadership, it sounds like a really cool thing. It's not. Uh, you bear a burden, and it's an honorable burden, uh, and we all, we all bear it up because we believe God's called us to it, but we need your prayers uh, constantly. Um, it's, um, it's, uh, uh, it is an honor, but yet it's, we want to make sure that we're always right with God, and that's the most important thing about uh, this leadership group is they're always seeking what would please God, what does God want in all this, and so everyone up here works very hard at different aspects of the church, different corners of the church, uh, with that always in mind that they want to please God. So I, I want to ask you to please keep these guys in your prayers, and uh, I want to pray for them right now if you join me, please. Father, thank you for uh, these men. Uh, thank you for what they mean to my life, uh, for uh, I, all that they do, uh, the, the unseen things, the untold things. Uh, Father, as we uh, strive and work for the good of this church, the good of your kingdom, uh, for the good of our pastoral staff. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless each and every one. And that, God, as we go forward uh, as leaders, we would never do anything that was outside of your will. That, uh, Lord, if there's something you don't want done, that you would shut that door. If there's something that you do want done, that you'd make it very clear to us and give us the courage to go forward with that. Bless this group, Father. Uh, bless this church as you have just amazingly so. And I thank you, Lord, for your grace that's so constant upon us. In Jesus' name I pray. All God's people said. Amen. Amen. Well, as you're going back and uh, being seated, I just want to thank all of you for being an incredible church family. And uh, just uh, pray for Doug that he's uh, all right. Um, and uh, pray, pray for them. Uh, they serve the congregation in ways that many of you never see, uh, many of you don't experience because you may not have that, that uh, point of need in your life. But uh, pray uh, for them and uh, pray for us as we serve together as we head into a new year. Let's all stand, and Dave is going to come and lead us in worship. These next couple songs just talk about how good God is. And and by the way, I saw this over here. Chad tripped him. That's what happened. But no matter what you're facing, no matter what you've been through the last couple years now, I want you to know that God's good. He loves you more than you know. He wants the best for you. And even if we look back at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, we're not going to bow to the king and even if we don't survive the fire, God's still good. So think about that as we sing these next couple songs. Sing with me right here. All throughout my history, your faithfulness has walked beside me. The winter storms made way for spring In every season from where I'm standing I see the evidence of your goodness All over my life, all over my life I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. 
remember when I'm weak. Fear may come, but fear will leave. You lead my heart to victory. You are my strength, and you always will be. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises and fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. See the cross, the empty grave, the evidence is endless. All my sin rolled away because of you, oh Jesus. See the cross, the empty grave. The evidence is endless. All my sin rolled away because of you, oh Jesus. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises and fulfillment all over my life, all over my life, yeah. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises and fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. Why should I fear the evidence is here. Why should I fear? Oh, the evidence is here. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. You guys are sounding good. Sing it out now. All my life you have been faithful. He has. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In darkest night, you are close like no other. 
I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. Oh, sing it out. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. is running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me with my life laid down i'm surrendered now i give you everything your goodness is running after it's running after life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God one more time sing it out all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good with every breath that i am able i will sing of the goodness of god i will sing of the goodness of God, I will sing of the goodness of God. Pray with me this morning. Father, I'm so thankful for your goodness, for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And Father, as we talk about prayer this morning, and how it applies to our hearts and our lives, I pray that you would open us up to your word, open us up to the message you've given John this morning. And Father, let us feel your power and your presence in this room this morning as we gather here to worship you. Thank you for how you love us. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. Well, today we continue our series entitled Acts of Prayer, and we're just taking a look at, at what happened in the book of Acts, a, a book that kind of documents the early church, people just like you and me navigating life and, and trying to, to make the best of their life in uncertain times. And, and here's one of the things that, that we discover in their life is that prayer was top 
priority. And last Sunday, as we kicked off this series, we, we said that they learned something from Jesus that we need to learn in our life. And if we were going to boil it down to one bottom line for the entire message, it's this. Sometimes we just need to push away to pray. In Luke chapter 5, you're going to see a story of Jesus. Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, uh, somewhere in there, you're going to see that Jesus is kind of surrounded by a crowd. He's got people that are sick. He's got people that need healing. He has people that have the struggles of everyday life. And here's what the Bible says. In the midst of that, it says that Jesus often went away to pray. He spent time by himself talking to the Lord. Why? Because prayer makes a difference. And we said if we could just boil it down to one point, one thing that that would help us navigate our life, it would be this. Sometimes in our life, we just need to push away from the demands. We need to push away from the stresses. We need to, to push away from the things that are urgent, and we just need to take time to talk to God. We need to take time to pray. Well, today we boil it down and, and, and we have one simple thought that we just want to walk through. And, and here's our bottom line, and it's just going to be this pray throughout your day. Pray throughout your day. Last week we said we've got to push away to pray. Today we're saying we need to pray as we go throughout our day. Your day will, will be better if you talk to God multiple times throughout it. Your day will be better if you say, look, a priority in my life is going to be to spend some time talking to the Father that loves me, that cares for me, and has an incredible plan for my life. You, you might say, John, why is that so important? I want you to listen to, to this truth from Annie Dillard. And, and here's what, what she said. She said, how we spend our day is, of course, how we spend our lives. Think about that for, for just a moment. She, she was saying what we do day in and day out is ultimately how our life is going to turn out. The things that we practice in our life, the things that we take hold of in our life, the things that become important in our daily routine, the things that become our habit is really going to be how our life turns out. And some of us want a different life. Right. In fact, we're at the beginning of a, of, of a new year, and it's not uncommon for people to be writing resolutions. It's not uncommon for people to be saying, look, I, I, I'm not doing a list of resolutions. I'm just going to do one thing, or I'm going to phrase my, my life around one word or one sentence in this coming year. Why? Because we want something better. We want something different. We know inside of us that our life could be better. It could be more meaningful. There could be something that, that could be added. And, and here's what Annie Dillard says. She says, you know what? You're probably right. But one of the things I want you to remember is this, how you spend your day is how you're going to spend your life. So in the process of wanting a better life, in the process of trying to line things out and make things better and get things right, one of the things we have to do is to make sure that we're using our day to the fullest of its potential. Let me ask you something. If someone would give you an account where there's a, a deposit made on your behalf, it would be made on your behalf daily, and throughout a week's time it would total 10000 and 80. They would give you that gift of $10,080. How many of you would make certain that you took advantage of every dime of that? 
every penny of that on, on a weekly basis? I mean, if somebody just, just came to you and said, look, here, here's what I'm going to do. I, I'm just going to give you a gift. And, and, and every week, here's what you're going to have. I, I'm just going to give you $10,080 on, on, on a weekly basis, and, and this is what you have. Here it is. Take it. Make the most of it. Most people would be like, wow, I, that'll change my life, right? I can quit my job. You can get the house that you, you always wanted because you look at it and you say, it is so much. But think about this for just a, a moment. We, we think about something like that in relation to monetary terms, but, but here's the reality. In a seven-day week, we all have that number, 10,000 and 80 that's deposited into our life in the form of minutes. And some of us look at a dollar and we say, man, I would maximize that. I would make the most of it. But then we begin to look at our, our life and how we spend our time and where we give our time. And we look at it and we say, where did it all go? If I only had an extra hour, if I only had a, a, another day in the month, if I only had a little bit more life would be different if I could just manage my time better. Jim Pollock says this, there's no such thing as time management. Now before you push back and say, there's this thing called the hour, before you push back and say, there's this thing called the calendar and, and I can make all of these choices and I can manage it, just listen as she explains. There's no such thing as time management the minutes are not ours to multiply. We receive them as a gift. What we can do, however, is cultivate the ability to inhabit those minutes with the attention or undiluted, unfragmented presence. You know what she's saying? She's saying we really can't manage it because we can't multiply it. All we can do is use it wisely. We, we can't make it any, any longer. We, we can't break that down and, and make it less. We, we can pack it full or, or we can lighten the load in that, that moment. But, but the reality is this. Time is something that you and I cannot control. We can measure, but, but we're really not in charge of. The psalmist said it this way. David gave us these words in, in Psalm 31 and verse number 15. He says this, my time's are in your hand. What does, what does that mean? The Hebrew word for time translates occasion, opportunity, or season. So, so what David was saying is this. Look, I really can't manage all of this time because it's really not mine. My time is in somebody else's hands. And one of the things that will revolutionize your life and my life is when we begin to realize that our time is not our own, that our time is, is not something that we're necessarily in, in command and control of, but it's something that's in the Lord's hands. And here's the reality, that it's our responsibility and it's our opportunity to make the most of it. And that's why we're talking about prayer. That's why we're taking a moment as we kick off the year and we're talking about Acts of prayer and, and what people just like you and me did with their life. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 1 and verse number 12. Here's, here's what the Bible says. They've, they've just left Jesus. 
right? Jesus has just ascended and, and he's gone into heaven. It says, then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. And here's what it says. These all continued or continually with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Right after Jesus leaves, the Bible begins to, to record this story about people just like you and me. In the midst of a life that's busy, in the midst of a life that has all kinds of demands, in the midst of a life where, where they're uncertain as to what they're going to do, the first thing that we see them do is to go back and what? To pray. It's the one thing that they asked Jesus to teach them to do. It was, would you teach us to pray. There's something different about your prayers and Jesus. We notice that. We hear it. We see something different about your life. Would you teach us to pray? And what does Jesus do? He teaches them to pray. But when we look at the Bible and we look at other passages of scripture, why is it so important for you and I not only to make prayer a top priority, to, to make it a part of our life, but why is it so important for you and I to make the most of our time in prayer? Here's, here's why. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 15, here's what the scripture says. Paul writes these words. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The Apostle Paul, one of the greatest followers of, uh, of Christ that's ever walked the, the face of the earth, comes to a point and he writes to the believers at Ephesus and he says, you know what, there's a lot of things that are going on around you. There's a lot of things that are evil. And what he means by that is there's a lot of things that will occupy your time that will take from you but contribute nothing to you. And anybody have something like that in, in your life? Just something that just kind of eats up your time and, and continually just, just takes away at it? Paul says, you know what? Here's the reality. We all have them. And, and in this life, we're going to deal with evil. We're going to deal with struggles. So, so what do we do to make the most of our time with Jesus? What do we do to, to make the most of this life, to make the most of today, to make the most of these 24 hours that we have. Because the reality is, is this, we all have the same amount of time, we're all given the same opportunity. What's gonna separate our life from someone else and make our life different is gonna be how we use it. It's gonna be how we recognize it. So what are some things from the early church in Acts chapter one and what Paul has to say in Ephesians chapter 5 that we can build our life upon. Here's one of the first things that we can get, and it's this. Realize that prayer matters. Just, just realize that prayer does matter. 
Why did Paul say you need to pray? You need to give yourself to the Lord in prayer because the days are evil, redeeming the time, because prayer matters. What is the first thing that we see the group do? They, they, they leave the presence of Jesus. They've just been told, why are you standing up gazing men of Galilee at this Jesus who's just gone up into the heavens? He's going to return in the same manner. He's going to come again. Here's what they do. They go back, and what do they do? They pray. It's something that they give themselves to. Why would they do that? Because prayer matters. Listen to this. Last week we said Jesus pushed away to pray. So what did he push away from? He pushed away from the crowds, the demands, and the urgencies of life. Here's the challenge for you and for me as we go about our daily life. If, if we're going to, to have a prayer life that we're invited to have, we have to decide that prayer does matter. And we have to decide that prayer matters more than the things that are often tugging at our heart, than the things that are often calling for our attention right away. Let me ask you something. Have you ever started to pray and your mind just shift and, and go somewhere? Does that ever happen to anybody or is it just me? Right, I mean, you, 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 do, you sit down and you're praying and all of a sudden, all of these other things flood into your mind that have to be done. Tomorrow's schedule comes into your mind, something that, that you, you thought of a little bit earlier and you feel like, oh no, I, I need to, to get that done. And, and before you know it, you've removed yourself from, from the one thing that really matters more than anything else. Here's something that, it's pretty amazing when you, when you look at life and how we have defined prayer. We've said that prayer, right from, from the Bible, is, is talking with God, right? It's, it's, it's not an overly formal process. It's, it's not something that is only reserved for a, a special group of people. It's not something that, that you have to say, look, I got to get somebody else to pray for me because I can't talk to God because here's the, the reality. God wants to hear from you. He longs for a relationship with, with you. He wants you to bring your hurts, your failures, your needs, your struggles, and even your victories to him and talk with him about all of those things. So when we talk about what, what prayer is, it's talking with God. It's communicating with God. But think about this. We said that prayer is God listening to us. How amazing is that? Every one of us at some point in time in our life has said, nobody listens to me, Right? I mean, we've all said that. If you're a parent and, and, and you have, have children, right, that you can look back on, at some point in time, one of your children has said at least once, nobody listens to me. You just won't listen to me. Well, why? Because one of the things that's frustrating in life is sometimes we feel like no one listens to us. Prayer is, is God saying, look, I'm extending not just an ear, but my heart towards you, and I'm interested in what's going on in your life. You know, Jesus pushed away to pray from the crowds, and it was okay for him to do that. We have to understand that when Jesus pushed away from the crowd, when he went back, guess what? The crowd was still there. There was another crowd. Every time he got out of the boat, 
They went to the other side. As you just walk through his life, do you know what? There was, there was always somebody else that needed a healing. There was always somebody else that had a circumstance that they needed some help with. Do you know what that tells us? That, that doesn't tell us that, that we're all bad people and that we all just are a continual source of problems for God. It, it tells us that we all have struggles and there's always going to be a need in everyone's life. So we need to follow the example of Jesus and say, look, if Jesus took time to pray, if he pushed away from the struggles of life, why did he do that? It's because prayer does matter. Let me ask you something. Do you treat prayer in your life like it does matter? Or is prayer your get out of jail card? Is, is it that, that moment where, where you go out and you do what you, you want to do, and then you go home and pray for crop failure? The, the, the Bible says that, that what we sow is, is what we're going to reap, and there's a lot of times when we're out sowing things through our behaviors, our thoughts, our actions, the things that we're giving our life to, we're, we're out and, and we're having fun and we're enjoying the moment, and then all of a sudden it dawns on us and we're like, wow, that's wrong. And we go home and say, Lord, and not that I've ever done this, people tell me about it. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll never do that again. Anybody ever been there, right? Uh, multiple times, right? We're, we're, we're there. Here's what we have to do is we have to come to a place where we say, you know what? Prayer does matter. And our relationship with God should matter more than anything else. And it's not because other things and people are not important. It's because of this. Our relationship with the Father impacts all of those things in a far greater way. Can I tell you something? Your family needs prayer to matter in your life. Your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your co-workers, your neighbors, they need prayer to matter in your life because prayer impacts every relationship you have. It matters more than anything. When you begin to look at all the things that the disciples could have asked Jesus to do for them and to teach them, there's one thing. Teach us to pray. Why? Because it matters. Somebody would say, John, you said that last week. Yeah, I said it last week, and I'm saying it this week because I want us to get it. I'm going to say it next week as well. Actually, I'm not saying it next week. Dr. Nelms is probably going to say it next week as he's here with the Timothy Initiative, but I'll say it the next two Sundays after that. It's already there. Prayer matters. They, they gave themselves continually to prayer. Why? Because it matters. You see, you think about the things that we do in our life that might matter and might not matter, and we look and we say we have an opportunity to have a conversation anytime we want to, free and total access, 
with God Almighty. We have that opportunity. It's there. It matters because prayer unlocks the heart that holds everything together. Here's a, another thing by making the most of our time, and it's this. Share the importance of prayer. Share the importance of, of prayer. What, what do I mean by that? I mean model it in your life. Model it by, by doing it. Model it by making it a part of, of your daily routine. Let, let me ask you something. Who are, who are you teaching how to pray? Some of you would say, I'm not a pastor. Not, not my job to, to teach somebody how to pray. Here's, here's the reality. If you're a Christ follower today and you know Jesus as your Savior, then, then it's our responsibility for all of us to go and to do the things that Jesus taught us to do. Jesus said that it was. So, so let me just ask you something. Who are you teaching how to pray? I, I spend time with my kids, teaching them lots of different things. I can teach them how to throw a ball. I can teach them how to field a ball, shoot a ball. I can teach them how to hit a ball. I, I, can, I can spend a lot of time. And, and I can help fine-tune some of those things as well. But, but do you know what? That there's going to come a day when, when none of that matters. There, there's going to come a day when, when all of that is said and done. But there's never going to come a day when they won't need to know how to pray. When they won't need to know how to have a conversation with God. They won't need to know that, that God loves them and, and God cares for them and, and he's got an open ear and he wants to hear from them. In a time of crisis... And, and in a time when life is good. So, so let me ask you something. Who are you teaching how to pray? You see, when, when Jesus talked with his disciples and they said, would you teach us to pray? It's recorded in Luke chapter 11 and verse number 1. Do you know what Jesus said? When you pray, this is how you do it. And he taught him something that was, was really simple. He, he taught him that, that God has a relationship with us like a father. And then he said, you can come and, and ask him for, for anything. <clears throat> he said, we call on the father and we recognize that he's in heaven. But then he, he said, you, you depend on him. Like, give us this day our daily bread. It was just daily dependence. It was recognizing who he is and then depending upon him daily. And then saying, look, Lord, I, I want to live my life for you. You see, there's so many ways that we can break down prayer that are, that are so practical. The, the book of Acts, right? We see people pray, and then we see the gospel, and it literally goes viral. 
They're, they're trying to keep Christianity from spreading, and all of a sudden, it just keeps going more and more and more and more, and it can't be stopped. And one of the reasons is because people are learning how to pray, and people are teaching others how to pray over and over and over as you read through the book of Acts, and I hope that you're reading just one chapter of Acts a day. If you haven't done that, I go back. Acts is not, it's not a book that is filled with chapters that have like 200 verses in it, like some of the Psalms. And you get it and you say, man, it's going to take me three days. None of them are like that. Most of the chapters you can read in a few minutes and you're going to discover how practical it is. And you're also going to discover that there are common ordinary people right there that are praying. So, so when we look at prayer and making the most of our time in prayer, who are we teaching how to pray? Who are we teaching how to, how to talk to God? It's extremely important. And I know that, that sometimes we think, man, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm not trained in this. I'm not trained in, in that. You know what? Nobody set me down in seminary and taught me many of the basic things of life. In fact, nobody ever said, John, this is how you're going to teach your kids how to pray. Do you know how I learned to teach my kids how to pray? Because my dad and my mom taught me how to pray. It was a, a priority in their, their life. You, you look at scripture, you see how practical and needed it is. So, so why share the importance of prayer? The apostle Paul said, set your attention and your affection on what? The things above how much of our time do, do we, we set our affection on the things right here? And there are things that are good things. There, there are things that, that, that can be great things. But Paul said, look, there's something greater about this life. And, and, and what's greater about this life are the, the things that are not necessarily of this life. The things that are more important. How do I make the most of time in, in, in prayer? I would encourage you to pray throughout the day. Pray throughout the day. The psalmist said it this way in Psalm 55, verse number 17. He said, morning, noon, and night, I will pray. Do you realize that if you just prayed six times throughout the day for a period of 10 minutes, you'd, you'd have prayed for an hour? And somebody will be quick to say, look, there's no way I can spend an hour a day in prayer. And, and, and do you know why you feel that way? Because an hour in your mind is a very long time to, to go over and to sit down and think, wow, I, I have to take a seat. I have to go ahead and put myself in a spot where I can sit down and pray. And, and I got to have a position. I got to have a posture. And then I'm all ready to talk to God. And you sit there for 30 seconds and you're like, I've been doing this for an eternity. Anybody ever tried to do that before? I have. I've said, look, I'm going to spend an hour in prayer. And five minutes into it, I'm going, are you kidding me, Lord? Everything in, in my life right now is running through my mind. It feels like the clock is standing still. But, but here's a, a truth that we look at. If we broke it up throughout the day, do, do you know what would happen? We would be surprised as to how much time we can spend in prayer. L listen to, to this. For, for just a, a moment, how much time does the average person spend on social media a day? In the U.S., and I say in the U.S. because others 
countries throw it off. I mean, it's really bad to kind of figure the population into this that doesn't have social media, right? Two hours and three minutes. That's, that's adults. Time spent on cell phone is five to six hours not work-related. That, that includes all the little apps, all the little games that, that, that are there, all, all the, the different things. Think about that for, for just a moment. Five to six hours, two hours and three minutes of that is social media time. Is there anything wrong with social media? No, nothing, nothing wrong with social media at all. Not, nothing wrong with it at all. But, but can I ask you this? Would, would your life be better if you spent 10 minutes talking to God? Or 10 minutes looking at a picture that's posted online that you're trying to figure out whether it's real or fake or how they got what you didn't have? Think about it for just a moment. Somebody came into my office the other day and they said, I've got these friends. They put everything on social media. And I, I just don't, I mean, it's a, to me, it's like, it, it's like their fake life. It's not real. I mean, I know they have problems and, I, and I'm like, then just quit looking at it. I mean, most people, okay, hint, just so we're all on the same page, most people don't walk into a room and say, here's all my problems and here's all my struggles and here's all my issues. Do you know why they don't do that? Because people avoid them if they do. And somebody would say, I don't know about that. Everybody here has known someone when you asked them, how's your day going? And they responded, you were sorry you asked. That has happened. And the next time you see him coming, you don't ask. That's just the truth. That, that's the way we are. That's, that's how we're wired as human beings. But, but here's something that, that's also true. Remember back at the beginning, I, I, I said, Annie Daniels said, how we spend our, our day is how we're gonna spend our, our life. So many of us, Spend time scrolling and, and, and looking and searching that we could be talking to the one who created all of it. The one who could give us the hope that we're looking for. The one who can give us the satisfaction and the answer that we desperately need. Pray throughout the day. Well, what does that mean? It means to develop an attitude of prayer, as the Apostle Paul said. He said, pray without ceasing. He didn't mean that we always have to be in a situation where we're seated and we've got our heads bowed and eyes closed, but, but he's telling us, look, maybe while we're riding down the road, we go ahead and take a moment in, in prayer. We take a moment at the traffic light and we just talk to God. We take a moment as we're driving down the road instead of listening to the radio, we just have conversation with the Lord and we're praying. We're, we're talking to him. And somebody would say, John, this is basic stuff. Why are you, why are you telling us this? We've got it. I know we've got it, but the problem is this. Every statistic that people just like you and me share with people that do the pollings tell us that the average Christian prays for their meal. That's it. 
We, we don't start our, our day off with prayer on, on the average. We're not talking to God multiple times th- throughout the day. What would happen if, if we just said, look, Lord, I really want to get serious in, and I want to have a culture of prayer in my life. I want to spend some time talking to you, getting to know more about you and, and letting you get into my life and into my heart so that it'll work its way out in my life. I just want you to know that, that what we're talking about, I know, is, is basic. But in, in the book of Acts, as you read through it, what you discover is basic people that were common and ordinary people that said, you know what, we believe that prayer matters. We believe that we need to share the importance of prayer, so we're going to teach other people to do it. We're going to be committed to praying throughout the day because, honestly, that's what happened over and over and over. I love Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 3, here's, here's what it says as it begins to unfold. It says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother wo- mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Look at us. He's as if to say, we, we don't have much. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Do you know what happens in that passage of scripture? Peter reaches out, takes him by the hand, lifts him up. That man goes into the temple, and all of a sudden, the whole town and all the leaders are in a stir. And you get into Acts chapter 4, and there's a prayer meeting that takes place, and the walls of the building are actually shaken where the people are assembled. And it's all a result from that initial conversation when Peter and John said, we're going to go to the temple to pray. I want to tell you something. When we take something as basic in our life as prayer, and we begin to set our attention and affection on talking with God. It sets our life apart and incredible opportunities begin to present themselves. So when we look at prayer, the last thing that I just want to share and share quickly is to pray for all things and give thanks in all things. How do we make the most of our time in prayer? Pray for all things and give thanks in all things. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Pray for all things. Give thanks in all things. As you look and you see the early church develop and grow, do you know what they did? They prayed for strength. They prayed for direction. They prayed for help in the small daily choices. They gathered together and they ate together and they prayed and thanked God for those 
things. It says to give thanks in all things, not, not always for all things, right? Because some things, when, when we're taking on the hard issues of life, sometimes it's really hard to give thanks for those things. But the Bible says in those situations, knowing that we're in them, God can still take care of us in those circumstances. You see, we pray about small things to keep them from becoming bigger things. We give thanks in the circumstance, not necessarily for the circumstance. Because in the circumstance, there's many things that God can shape us with and use for his honor and for his glory. So how do you want to make the most of your your life and your time in prayer? Remember how you spend your day will be how you spend your life. So why not take time to make prayer top priority and put it to use in your life each day? Because you've got a loving father that wants to hear from you. And today, if you know Jesus Christ as your savior, you, you have the opportunity to talk with him. So realize that prayer does matter. Step out of your comfort zone and Teach somebody else to pray. Pray throughout your day. And pray for all things because there's nothing too small, nothing too insignificant that God's not interested in. Pray for all things. Give thanks in all things because that is God's will for you and for me. Would you pray with me? Lord, as we come to you today, we ask you God to help us become people of prayer. To give more of our time, to give more of our conversation, to give more of our life to you in prayer and Father today we ask that you would begin to help us have a greater culture of prayer in our life each and every day with heads bowed and eyes closed today I just want to ask you are you certain that Christ is your savior. If there's never been a time where you've invited Jesus to be your savior, to forgive you over your sins, then then maybe today's the day. Jesus came into this world. He lived a perfect life. He went to the cross. He gave his life for you and for me, and he did it so that we might have the hope of eternal life of salvation that's found in him. Today, if there's never been a time where you've said, I know I'm a sinner and I need a savior. So Jesus, the best I know how, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. If you've never done that, but you would like to do that, I encourage you right here, right now, just from your heart to God's heart, just a simple prayer that goes something like this. Dear Jesus, the best I know how, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you 
to be my savior, to help me to know you better and to live my life for you. If you'll pray a simple prayer like that, it's not the prayer that saves you, it's what Jesus has already done. It's what he did on the cross, his death, his burial, his resurrection. But it's just acknowledging the need that we have for a savior. So today, if you've not done that, but you just did it, I wanna welcome you to the family of God. If you've not done it, but you'd like to do it and want more information, you want somebody to walk through it with you, and just hang around after the service. Myself, any of the men that you saw up here earlier, our deacons, anybody that's up here on the stage, the band, and maybe even somebody right close to you would love the opportunity to tell you about Jesus and how you can know him, how you can know for certain that he's your savior. So today, if you've not done that but would like to, Hang around for a little bit. Let us have the opportunity to talk with you about it just a little bit more. Maybe you're here today and you say, John, I know Christ is my savior, but honestly, I want prayer to become a more important part of my life. I wanna teach my family to pray. I wanna teach my friends to pray. Maybe not in a formal way, but just by modeling it, by talking about it. Maybe that's your prayer today, whatever it might be. Join me in prayer as I ask God to help all of us in those ways. Father, we come to you today and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done, what you're going to do. And Lord, as we prepare for baptisms in just a little bit, we, we celebrate those baptisms and we're thankful for them. People that have, have trusted you as Savior, people that are, are turning to you and saying, look, I, I want to make my faith public and let people know that I know that you're my savior. Father, we ask that you'll bless them and help them as they go through life to live their life for you. But Lord, I pray that you would help each and every one of us here. Father, if we don't know you, that we would come to know you as our savior. Father, for those that do know you as savior, Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to center our life around talking with you. God, I pray that you would help me to do more of that and to, to lead our church to do more and, and to be more of a culture of prayer. God, I ask for your presence and your power in our life through that resource of prayer that you've made available to us. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by 
being buried and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. And he will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, uh, you're a part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember, we're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and, and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to harmonyofavon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.